Oh, hi there. I didn't see you come in. It's your old pal and occasional host of this very program, Kyle Von Kubik, here to talk to you about Ephemereso, my new limited edition tea available right now over on Kickstarter. But hey, there's an easy way to get there. Go to www.obeycube.com. That's O-B-E-Y-K-U-B-E. For your chance to own a piece of history, this is a single run, small batch tea. This is limited edition. Can't say it enough. Once they're gone, they are gone. You can get this beautiful tea for only $15. Early adopters have this opportunity to get it for only 15 bucks. So go over there. Check out the numerous rewards. They start as little as $5. I'm talking postcards, prints, of course the tea, an opportunity to own original artwork. And hey, if you want more than one tea, guess what? There's mix and match savings opportunities as well. And you'll probably want more than one because the tea comes in two color options. That's right, there's a purple and a gray. And backers of my previous Kickstarter, Arcada, will know I only print on the highest quality tees. This is Bella Canvas, quite possibly the softest t-shirt you will ever own. Obeycube.com. Check it out. If you like the design, kick in a few bucks. If you like the design but can't kick in a few bucks, that's okay. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Your support is greatly appreciated. And now, your regularly scheduled program. everyone welcome to twisty rockets where the women are fast but we're faster <laughs> and there actually aren't any women uh i'm chris the nakobun or just nakobun and i am here with kyle yeah that's me kyle von kubik i will only answer to snake oiler this episode <laughs> for you speed Don't, racer fans out there make sure you do not crash out i mean this is our debut episode you can't be down a man halfway through that always happened to snake oiler we also have keith the Robo Duke. Duke. You can call me Racer Dracula X. Oh, that was clever. That actually ties into what we're talking and about. Today. This is a Speed Racer centric podcast. <laughs> yes, all about speed and chim chim. Yeah. And- it's a episode by episode podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till we get to the mammoth car. <laughs> that, that is my jam. And eventually we'll cover the movie. I liked it. No! Movie was decent, but no to the Speed Racer show. You cut out uh, Spritel and Chim Chim from that movie. I like that movie a lot. I like yeah. the choices of that film. To be honest, I don't remember them even being in it, so whatever. I got fucking emotional. This is embarrassing, but I got emotional during that movie when he was racing and then um, John Goodman was – oh, no, was it John Goodman or was it the announcer? It was that sequence where, like, it's a montage of him racing and then, like, someone's saying very inspirational shit <laughs> – to him i started to get misty-eyed about it and then i was like this is fucking speed right it's for babies what are you doing <laughs> you're in your 20s dude how do you get emotional about it but when i was Man. a kid i used to watch speed racer all the time oh ditto it was on on saturdays on sci-fi network if i remember correctly all right they might have run it for a bit because i know they have the saturday anime thing yeah. i know but eventually cartoon network picked it up for the very 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 first run of tsunami mm. and, then, and then it used to be on at like three in the morning and i was still watching it sure 
MTV ran it for a while, too. I remember that run. I was in high school, I think, when that happened. So that was like the late 90s. I remember seeing it on the Spanish channel, actually. Really? Yeah, dubbed in Spanish. Oh, my gosh. Los Raceros del Speed. I, I yeah. don't know any Spanish. Now, correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, but I think the Western versions of those episodes were like kind of butchered and stitched together because the production company in America had no translators whatsoever. So they just sort of made like they'd watch the Japanese version and then write a script loosely around that and then cut that episode together so that their script made more sense i could be confusing that with tobar the eighth man or both of those shows might have had that happen to them uh i'm pretty sure it happened to both of them it also happened to samurai pizza cats uh like the version we got over here was nothing like the uh chris missed opportunity when we when we talked about bang bang balls we did not bring up samurai pizza cats and we should have no but speaking of uh, speed racer Oh, yeah, this ep- this uh, podcast has absolutely nothing to do with Speed Racer, by the way. Yeah, no, but great. there is a really good Speed Racer arcade game. Is it is really a- good, Keith? It's not bad. I've played it. It's fun. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode of this. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying, maybe. There's also a decent PlayStation 1, and there's actually one based on the movie that was pretty good on the PlayStation really? 2. But that. that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> what are we actually here to talk about? What are we Tell us, here? tell us. Today we are talking about Konami Crazy Racers, also known as Konami YY Racing in Japan, hence the theme sings. YY Racing. All right. I love that. That totally 90s. All right. Great music in this game. Absolutely. I'm almost certain that they had whoever was doing some of the work over on the Bimani series, so DDR, Guitar Freaks, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They love throwing in those 90s uh, hip-hop yells and stuff into their other stuff, so I'm pretty sure they're like, hey, get over here. Because it was done by K-Set, uh, Konami Computer Entertainment Tokyo. Mm-hmm. That was also where most of the Bimani stuff was done originally. Before we get too deep into uh, Crazy Racers, let's just say uh, right off the bat, this is an experimental show. This is like a pilot episode of something. We don't even know if you can hear this right now. We got together and we all started talking about how much we love all the different cart and uh, vehicle combat games. And I was not aware that there were so fucking many of them until Chris kind of, you know, dropped a dime on me and said, hey, look, like, look at all these fucking games we could talk about. So we kind of uh, put this idea together, and uh, we're going to be talking about kart racers, vehicle combat games, uh, I guess racers too, right, guys? Yeah, any kind of uh, wacky mascot-based game would work, or, I mean, we could totally get into car battling games like Twisted Metal, Vigilante 8, or uh, any of uh, those games which really blossomed in the PlayStation I era, think we're but... trailblazing with this. I don't think there's another podcast around that is so specifically focused on one genre of game, aside from Arcade Weekly, of course. None of that real car nonsense. Those things suck. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're not talking about Gran Turismo, where you got to no. fucking shift. <laughs> no need for speed, no burnout, as much fun as Burnout 2 is. But... Yeah. I think burnout kind of applies since everything's going crazy. We'll get we'll, we'll get to it. We'll see. A little, you know, save it for the show. Save it for the show. <laughs> a work in progress. Four or five decades from now, when the well runs dry, maybe we'll <laughs> see. All it right, you those asked games. for it. Yeah, we're, we're doing Gran Turismo too. <laughs> we're Are ninety. You ready to drift and watch replays of your great laps. <laughs> 
me and my friends did that for a little bit. <laughs> I just remember when, this is fucking tangent episode. Who gives a shit? Um, Experiment in progress. Yeah, when uh, Gran Turismo came out, it was like all about how real it was, and I just remember spending hours racing fucking Diazzo midgets so I could get enough credits to get a real car, and then oh. I, just, I just remember being like. The fuck am I doing? Like I, I could be playing Siphon Filter right now. You could be playing Goemon right now mm. in a kart racing mm. game. I was all about the Daihatsu Midget races, to be honest, but I was kind of disappointed they were the newer ones, not the old school three wheel ones. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry we went off track again. But the other thing I loved about the Daihatsu Midgets was that mm. you could trick them out so far that like you'd be too weighed down. You had to dial back your tuning a bit. <laughs> That's or, true. Or your your engine upgrades were too heavy yes. to actually get anywhere. It would be great if you could do it, and your car's just like scraping the ground like sparks <laughs> are flying. <laughs> This was as of uh, Gran Turismo 3. They hadn't quite gotten that bad yet. That and I, the Gran Turismo series had this whole thing where most of their licenses, they couldn't damage the cars. That's why you could rub the walls, oh, especially the really man. fast ones, oh, and just keep nonsense. going. Anyway, <laughs> Konami Crazy Racers. Yeah. Let's discuss this. It's basically Mario Kart, but with Konami characters. Yeah. It's going to be an obvious comparison that comes up a lot. It's got the same sort of Mode 7 graphics. It's on the Game Boy Advance, so basically tiny Super Nintendo. Um, yes. 2001. So happy 15-year anniversary. Oh, fuck, yeah. we're old. Still, holds up. It was uh, it was a little bit after Mario Kart, whatever the Game Boy Advance one Small was. Small Circuit or something like that. It was, it was something Circuit. Super Circuit. Super, Super Circuit, Circuit, yeah. I think. So it plays, yeah. it plays, those two games on the Game Boy Advance play very similar to the Super Nintendo version. We're not talking Mario Kart 64 and the 3D iterations. We're talking about sprite-based Mode 7, weird flat-scaling track around, but it works. Oh, yeah, it absolutely works. Yeah. It's got a great spread of characters, too, if you're a Konami fan from when they you know made games that anybody cared about. Mm. Seriously, like, one of my, especially because of We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, I realized how much I love that company and what they did in the arcade market and just how creative they were. I, I really think they they were one of the best third-party companies around. And f- what they turned into is so, like, soul-crushing. Dishonorable. Yeah, very. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening right now and you want to turn Twisty Rockets into a drinking game, take a shot every time we say anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you did that to my streams, you'd be dead. But, um, yeah, but so we have go- Kojima. <laughs> well, speak more of Ika, actually. Uh, let's get to the characters here. Let's, yes. let's discuss what we got going on here. You got Dracula, Castlevania Dracula. He's kind of uh, the characters are all pretty much kind of you know chibi SD super deformed things going on. So it's the cutest Dracula you ever meet. But he's he's blue and he's got the white beard going on. I, I and maybe I'm springing this on you and we don't have to do this, but perhaps this is a good idea. Although I didn't do enough research to do it, maybe we should try to equate these Konami characters to their Mario Kart counterparts to give the listeners an idea. Because I don't think a lot of people play this game. I think a lot of people should play this game, but I don't think yeah. a lot of people... And I would equate Dracula to your Bowser. He's your heavy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we can at least do weight classes and right. use Mario Kart for reference until we have a rhythm going for generic, whatever. Okay, so... Big head, chibi characters, really cute. And yes, it is the cutest version of Dracula you'll ever see. With the most bastardly tracks. Uh, we'll oh, get my to God. That. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Goemon from the Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this and these are just the starting lineup here. You got Moai from Gradius. Hell yeah! I think he's also a heavy. He's pretty large. He's definitely a heavy. He's got the same stats as Dracula. Yeah. Uh, now that I remember, so top speed up there can't handle for a damn. <laughs> uh, you've got the uh, Ninja from Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Which is awesome. There are tracks themed after Metal Gear Solid, Shadow Moses, and it's them. a very loose connection, but I, I like them. They were kind of so much. I hate hate. them. I see you like collecting bells. <laughs> oh, God. I see you like complete U-turns where you have to slow down so much everyone passes you. Learn how to use your brakes, chump. <laughs> brakes? I mean, that's the thing that differs from Mario Kart. There's definitely some braking involved, which is yeah, a little odd. Yeah, I just let off the gas. Uh, you but got Gray Foxes who like Yoshi. Yeah, he's fairly light. Yeah. Bit, and then light to mid light. Golimon is totally the all around character. Absolutely, yeah. Mario. You know, it's funny. I um I was talking to somebody. I, actually, I think it was at my New Year's Eve party. They were asking me, you know, what games have you played recently? And uh, like I tell everybody, I play twenty year old games. I play old games. I don't play anything new. So I clued this person into this game. And he was very interested, so I sent him a link on his uh, Facebook page, and a mutual friend of ours, who I had no idea was like a gamer at all, she's really not, but she was like, oh my god, that's the guy from Mystical Ninja. It's so weird, like, what resonates with people. Yeah, like, she remembers playing that game with her brother. Like, that, I was just like, what? Like, she doesn't play any games uh, that I know of. Maybe, you know, know, and I know her pretty well, but it's just so funny that that character is something that resonated with her. I I don't know if you guys remember, but years ago, I did a a shirt for the 25th anniversary of Nintendo. Again, Mm -hmm. holy shit, we're old. And I put the shark from Gumshoe on there. Nice. And I forget who it was. Oh, somebody that I was working with at the time, again, had no idea that they were a gamer. They were a few years older than me. They just saw the design. They're like, oh, is that the shark from Gumshoe? Who the fuck played Gumshoe? That's a thing where I can see with my sister where she played games with me mostly and had a few of her own games on systems where, like, if someone had a T-shirt with, like, Dixie Kong on it, she would be like, oh, crap, that's the girl with the ponytail from the Donkey Kong games I liked. Yeah, it's just weird, like, when a tertiary character resonates with somebody who you thought knew nothing about video games. Yeah, because they kind of, like, stopped playing video games and only played, like, one or two of them. They were probably the weird ones in the bargain bin or whatever. Yeah, they stick out. They stick out. I'm surprised anyone knows who Goemon is because he's one of my favorite. I mean, Mystical Ninja is a great game. I so. think yeah, most Westerners is. won't know, I want to say, like, 90% of the characters in this. I barely not. knew any of them. But, yeah. like, I would actually say I knew of more of them because of being educated by Arcade Weekly and We Talk Games and mm. whatnot. So. Yeah. It, it, I would say it's actually criminal how few of the Goemon games we got over here. Because we got one on the Super Nintendo and we got one... Two on, on the, the 64. Nite- I thought we got one on the 64. I think there were two, actually, because one just had Goemon and Ebisumaru, and then I think there was the other one where you could get the ninja and the green-haired girl, and it was mm. like a big adventure game, but I think there was another was more action-based. Okay, I, I didn't I didn't remember the green-haired girl. I knew the one on the Super Nintendo had uh, the main two. Yeah, Goemon and Ebisumaru. Oh. Yeah, we still have uh, half the uh, roster here to go through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, you also got Nyami from Poppin' Music. Most of you probably don't know what that is. Rhythm nope. Game. 
think Guitar Hero or Rock Band, where these little things come down. They look like hamburgers, to be honest. But there's these big, uh, they're giant-ass buttons, like hand size. And okay. you slap those bad boys. It was, it was bigger in arcades. Mm. And, yeah, uh, they definitely had one at the uh, Magfest arcade. Yeah, I think we got a Wii U, or yeah, or another I Wii U. I see that you a, like rhythm games. Or no, we got an Xbox 360 or Xbox Live arcade version that used the controller, but it was only like three button. If you get it imported, you can get big home style controllers like custom made, which are awesome. I have one; it's glorious. Mm. But um, it's very loud. There's a lot of clicking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. And it's it's a good mix of uh, like kind of cute tunes, some of the stuff from artists you've heard and like DDR and so forth and like some ball busting ones uh, that were carried over from beat mania. Yeah. One of the sisters there and she's already kind of cute and chibi. So they don't have to do much with her. You got pastel from twin B and pop and twin B, which the only one of those we got over here was twin B two on yeah. the NES as stinger. So if you play that shooting the bells and ships fighting giant watermelons and steez, yeah, that, that the TG, great shooter. The TG16 didn't get a tw- I thought they got a twin B as well. They might have. Yeah. They might have. I don't Wiggly. I'm not that familiar. Wiggly, what twin B was a TG16 game? <laughs> Wiggly? Yeah. Is Milton on this show? <laughs> if we keep talking about TG16, he's bound to show up. Yeah, it's like fucking Bloody Mary. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Yeah, you say it three times and look in the mirror with a candle, he'll appear. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, take a drink. Your last two peeps, you got, uh, oh yeah, they're uh, the styles on uh, Nyami. She's like another Yoshi. Yeah, your mm-hmm. light, high acceleration, low top speed, pastel, mid range, like going on. Then you got Power Pro Kun. The little baseball dude. This was a really long-running baseball series over in Japan, uh, Chico Power Pro Baseball, which we never, never saw over yeah. here. But no. I think it was because it's all based on a Japanese baseball league team, so nobody here would care. Right. But he's got high grip. The wheel grip stat is a little more important in this than it is in Mario Kart. I liked him. I played with him yeah. often. I liked him. Finally, you've got Takosuke from Parodius, the little octopus dude who mm-hmm. tends to get angry. But though that's what that's your uh, start lineup. There's also a few unlockable characters yes. in this, which uh, are also pretty rad and also pretty obscure. <laughs> well, not entirely. You've got um, Vic Viper, the iconic ship from the Gradius games. Yes. And Wait, it's the ship. Yeah, it's the ship. Oh, I, uh, who I think is still driving a cart. He's all right. I don't know what stats those guys have comparatively, but I think Vic Viper rolls like a medium. Ibisumaru, again, from the Goemon series, who's the guy with blue hair that kind of ties under his nose, sort of like a mustache. It's not hair. Why does everybody say it's hair? Is it like the weird... the, the it's, a little, it's a little perv cap. Yeah, okay, it's the, it's the pervy like, head wrap. He's like, what's his name from Ronma One Half when he always puts that on before he goes Office to steal... Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he goes to steal panties, he puts his little... It's like a nin, like a little sneaky ninja mask kind of thing that's on his head. I've always heard people call it hair, and I'm like, why would your brain go to hair? That's a perv cap. That's a perv cap, man. I it was both, man. I'm sure I'm not offending Japanese culture at all by calling it a perv cap. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, you got King, another pop and music character, who I am less familiar with from the series because he's not one of the mascots. And my personal favorite, <laughs> Bear Tank! Bear Tank rules. He was in pop and music, but he's actually originally from Rakuga Kids, which is this peculiar fighting game, which I think was on the N64. I'm going to go with that. Uh, but it, all the characters in that look like they were hand-drawn and sketchy. And it's if you track that one down to play it, definitely recommend it. Bear Tank rules. He's just this little green 
teddy bear looking thing with a tank turret on his head for no <laughs> reason. And he rolls kind of like a heavy. I think he yeah. is a heavy, technically, but he felt the most ass happy to me. Like, slid well, handled <laughs> it well, and bounced back from uh, bounces pretty well. Did you say ass happy? Yeah, that's a thing I picked up from. <laughs> actually, my Gran Turismo days, because oh. I used to drive a lot of memories. I like it. I like yeah, it. just throw that ass around a corner and bolt <laughs> this. Who were your favorite characters? Who would you stick with most of the time? Goemon. Yeah, I play with Goemon because of his just all-around stats, but I did play um, with Baseball Man, as I called him, or Power Pro Kun. I don't know why. I played through all of them. I, I mean, I was playing with my brother. I invited him over. I had a couple drinks, and I was just enjoying the game because, again, it's very much like Mario Kart. They don't do a lot more, if anything. It's really just Konami characters in Mario Kart, but because of that, it's really fun. Like, why fuck up a good thing? It works. And it's just fun with these characters. The little um, mini games that are in this game, I enjoyed, particularly the chicken one. But as far as the racing was concerned, I mostly played as Goemon or, uh, you know, Baseball Dude. I did play as Proteus Squid because I like Proteus Squid, but I didn't like his handling. I gave him a shot. Most of my rotation was between Pastel and Yami before I got Bear Tank. And uh, Keith, go. Same as Kyle, played quite a bit of Goemon. Played a little bit of Gray Fox as well, mm-hmm. yeah. since he's a little more Yoshi Koopa Troopa, I guess, who were always my personal favorites. Yes. I just love Goemon so much in Mystical Ninja <laughs> on Super Nintendo that I just wanted to stick with him. Right. Because to me, he was the most recognizable. Like, I didn't even realize Cyber Ninja Gray Fox was who... It took me, like, a second. Aside from Proteus Squid, that was the first character I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, Metal Gear, that's Gray Fox. And then I was like, I guess, th- like, when it said Dracula, I'm like... Dracula, I don't remember him looking like this in Castlevania. Yeah, no, he looks nothing like he's ever looked, except in maybe like, well, no, maybe he did in Symphony of the Night have like the white mustache. He's just never been blue. Right. (laughs) It's obviously to make him look more cartoonish and whatnot, you know. They're all big head chibi characters, and I dig them all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the the UI in this game. Like, such a cool choice. It boots up like uh, Windows 95, and you're clicking around with uh, a cursor on this faux computer and i was like this is so creative like the character with the checkered flags moving and shit like that like they really could have just aped mario kart and they didn't they're like all right let's uh have this motif of a windows 95 pc and i was like this is the coolest fucking thing ever i just really dug that ui I like all the little penguins on the side. Mm-hmm. They got their little Japanese construction helmets on, like they're working back there, you know? Yeah, a lot like of Proteus, Proteus vibes about this game. A lot of Gradius vibes with the bells being the question mark box mm-hmm. uh, yep. equivalent to get your items. They built a lot on the whole Mario Kart formula. There's a lot of, a lot of little other extras in there. I think the blue with Dracula was supposed to imply that he's undead, like... Yes, face, like I agree with that. Ah, but um, that was the feel I got from it. And I, I swear I've seen it used elsewhere like that. Sure, I think it was in... Um, first thing that popped into my mind when you said that was Metal Slug, I think 2, where you can get turned yes. into a zombie. Or, yeah, the zombies in that 2 are like I think they're blue-skinned, yeah. 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 When it's, it's totally cutesy, fine. chibi, I think blue is the go-to for that undead skin look. Yeah, yeah, it's a great looking game. I do love where you go to select all your races and everything. And one complaint I'd have to say right off is having to obtain licenses, having <laughs> an extra an extra step, like trying to do this Gran Turismo 
pass these tests to make sure you could go farther. Here's why I don't mind that, and I think it, it's apropos for this game, is because the likelihood of someone having a link cable and a friend to have a Game Boy Advance with this game, very unlikely. You're going to be doing this as a single player, and that extra challenge, and it is a fucking challenge. Yes. Um, I, I think is necessary because then I, I, without it, I don't think there's much replay value. I think between the, the, the licensings and the, even the mini games, I enjoyed all the mini games, but how many times are you going to play that? Where the challenge of getting that S rank, which I did not do. You guys can say I suck. I, I couldn't. I tried. No, don't, don't worry. I didn't get the S rank either. Yeah. I played I the tried balls so of this game. Right. Neither did I. Yeah. But uh, I think it's necessary for this type of game. Now, a game of this era, this was a time before DLC and where unlockables were king. In my opinion, I think it belongs. And I think it works for the mechanics of the game because the game is fun. And even if you don't get a higher ranking, you can still derive a lot of enjoyment out of this game. But if you really enjoy this game and you want to challenge yourself, there is a reward of doing that, which I think a lot of games today, contemporary games, Maybe you don't get so much because of they're mostly focused on multiplayer, which makes sense. The hardware provides that. This hardware didn't. But also because of instead of just putting it behind something that you had to unlock, now I can charge you a buck ninety nine for it or five ninety nine for it. This is an error where I think that yes, it's challenging, but I appreciate it that's there. That's just my opinion. Right with Keith though, it's fucking really hard. <laughs> I, I really like that it, it has all these extra little options for stuff to do like that. Plus, you know, once you finally get, especially with the S license stuff, if you finally get through it, you're gonna be you're gonna be damn good at that one Dracula track. The thing that stuck me every time was you need to nail all the corners where that are just full of these bouncy things, and there's a, you have to hit this shortcut at the end of this course every time mm. every time which is basically a 90 degree left turn to get onto it in the first place and a perfectly timed hop off the end of that or else you're in the lava all the dracula courses are basically bowser's castle which again fits into how he's and, and bowser's castle bowser yeah it was super difficult too because you're racing a car with 90 degree square angles <laughs> Yeah. Try that in real life. There are also some mini games in there, which I, I thought were cute. They're kind of pointless, to be honest. But uh, yeah. there's a yeah, bomb chaser, which is basically glorified tag slash hot potato. Instead of battling, you're just kind of bumping into each other to have a hand off a bomb. And whoever has it, you know, when it counts down, kaboom. Right. The chicken one I thought was kind of interesting, yes. where you basically you have 400 meters. And you want to get the, there as fast as you can, but you've got to stop and break early enough that you ain't going to fall off. And I think it rates you on how close you get to the end. It's a combination between how quick you get there and then how close you get to the edge. So you okay, have to so have that sweet it, spot it, of getting there quickly but breaking enough in time so you don't fall off the edge into the water. Yeah. But they're a nice distraction, and it's also a good way to get good feel for the acceleration and braking uh, abilities of your vehicle. That, and on top of uh, time trials, you've got this free run thing. So if you want to practice any track, mm -hmm. it's right there for you. Which you should probably do before going for that S-Class license. <laughs> I regret not playing the Super Circuit game more recently to know if this game actually offers more or not. Are, do, do either of you remember? Because no. I feel like this game is very generous with the amount of content it gives you on a little Game Boy cart. I think this came out after uh, 
GP. So I think they had time to think of some other extra stuff to add in there. Well, and you said you said it, it built off it. of the formula, and maybe because uh, to me it felt very much just like them dumping their characters in. What are some examples of building on that formula? Maybe if I played the other, I should have done that. I regret not doing that. Now it would have been more um, apparent to me. G- well, GP, I, I they definitely didn't have the mini games. It didn't have a license system. Mm-hmm. That's bit most of the stuff I was talking about. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have a free mode either mm. for practice. I mean, you can practice on the time trials, yeah. which also in this one, but it's not quite the same. The free mode still has the opponents and stuff, but you're not locked into a tournament and having to go through all four courses or whatever for each uh, cup, as right. it were. There's also a couple different weapons. A lot of them are fairly similar. Yes. Like uh, the, the pigs with a lightning bolt, the... Blue and red missiles, which are green shells and red shells. Although you get a triple shot on the blue missile. It's well, still dumb. Wasn't the are batteries the, the lightning bolt? Well, the lightning bolt shrinks. It, they kind of split up the lightning bolt, uh, the Mario lightning bolt abilities. Because the lightning Oh, uh, you're right. The batteries just shock them for a second. Yeah, yeah the battery is like a stun. <laughs> just so the listeners know, batteries are in Crazy Kart. And the lightning bolt we're talking about is from Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you've played Mario Kart, you know it, and you hate it. The pig ability, that turns everybody to pigs and slows them down, which is kind of like how the Mario Kart lightning bolt shrinks, shrinks you. Them, yes. So you're, again, relatively slowed down. Oh, and you got, uh, well, the ice drop is basically a banana peel. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of similar. Yeah, you've also got this drill, the scooper drill, you, which digs a hole in the ground, which that that you don't see in Mario Kart, because if anybody drives into it, they just fall right in right. and get stuck for a little bit. They actually get moved backwards when you fall in the hole. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a course reset if you drove off the course because you're yeah, kind of through pretty, the course. Yeah, it's a pretty mean thing if you hit one of those holes. <laughs> it's worse than just falling in water because you still move forward to get out of the water a bit slow. That puts you back a bit and just stinks seeing people zip right past you when you fall in one of those holes. And also with the uh, the bombs as well. Are, yeah. Those are sort of like banana peels with a timer because you can drop them back or throw them forward as well. Right. Well, it's, it's like the Babam that they eventually introduced in Mario Kart. They actually did. Uh-huh. Konami Crazy Racers, I'm pretty sure, did this before Mario Kart had the Babam. So oh. maybe it went the other way. I don't know. And, of course, you got a barrier for protection, which Mario Kart doesn't really do. But you can you, well, you get the three-part Jimmy Jams, and they kind of help you. Right. But other than that, pretty straightforward similarities. But the little touches were nice. And again, I agreed with you earlier. The the, the uh, user interface is nice. I love that they have the little hints, too. I mean, the rumor section. <laughs> yeah, yeah I like is, that. To be honest, it's kind of useless. I know. Unique. It's just a nice little it's touch. Cute. Yeah. It adds more to your playtime. And, of course, we know that equals more worth in your game. Yes. What I really appreciate with this game, too, is that they shied away from having, because it came out, we said, 2001? 2001. Space 2001, Odyssey. yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, Japan and here was in 2001, though we ended up getting it in June. They got it in March. They, they were smart enough to know not to put in the goddamn blue shell power-up in this game, which... That was Mario in 64. Kart, that was in 64, 64. 64, but 60, the Mario Kart 64 came out in like 1996 or seven, right? I'm pretty sure it came out in like 1996. I might be the wrong. original Mario Kart? No, oh, Mario sick. Kart 64. No, it was later than that. Not much later. I want to say 98, but the original was in 94, and then there was a relatively large 
gap. Oh, actually, it was 96. Oh, yeah, here we go. 96 for Japan, 1997 for the U.S. So why am I bringing this up? Because I think a lot of other kart racers at the time that were aping off of Mario Kart might have been implored to have that power-up in there because it's a forced balance. If you're in last place, you get that, you shoot it, now it changes up the game. But when you're in first place and you have that happen to you, it feels like it's just a cheap way of knocking you back. I'm glad that that type of thing is not in this game. There isn't a power-up yeah. that does that. Because look, especially with the the licensing mechanic, if you're skilled at these tracks, you're going to do very well. There's no false balance to that. If you're good, you get rewarded. If you're bad, you got to keep working at it. There's some very slight rubber banding that I noticed, but it's it's nowhere near as bad as especially the Mario Kart 64 arrow. It's nowhere near as bad as that. Things aren't climbing right back up your ass if you're doing well. You, you can definitely get some good distance. But at the same time, it's fairly unlikely you're going to lap anybody. And uh, at best, you're going to be halfway up the course from anybody. I think I watched my brother come close because we were very invested in trying to get as high as we could with the licensing. And he was coming up. But I agree, I did not ever see anybody lap me and i never lap them no matter how poorly i was doing on that first round what i'm getting at is i feel like this game is balanced there is rubber banding like chris mentioned but i i feel that it's a very balanced kart racer and i can't cite any examples right now but i know at the time there were a lot of kart racers that were very unbalanced i didn't see too much rubber banding i didn't feel you know it's not like as much as the uh mario kart ds Ooh. Mm. No, yeah, that one was pretty nasty, too. That's yes. the most notorious of them all, I think. Yeah. Well, at least Six, that I've played that comes with the, with the rubber banding. But, 64 you know. was bad, and DS was bad on that front. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, was, I was never a fan of Mario Kart 64, really. Yeah, what, the DS Mario Kart, I just looked at that bottom screen. I didn't even look at what was happening on the top screen, because they have a map on the bottom screen of the DS mm-hmm. showing you where you are, and I just followed that path around. Because it showed you all like you know the jumps and hazards for most of yeah, the so stages, you just... so you didn't have to look at the top screen. And then I was just like, "Oh, that kind of sucks." You know, <laughs> here here I got all these po- polygonal graphics, and I'm looking at this very flat, moving radar map of where it's my like racer your, is. Your me head going around a track yeah, or something? Yeah. I I just remember l- murdering my thumbs learning how to snake. No, oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to Konami here. So, please. You know, we'll, we'll get to Mario Kart's someday. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. the comparisons are pretty readily made here, but favorite courses, anybody? Do we have a list of the tracks? I guess I'm guess i uh, looking at them. But... Okay, well, the one I remember enjoying the most is definitely Power Pro Coons stage, which was the baseball diamond. Yeah, Power Stadium. Uh, I, aesthetically, I love that it's one. It's just so, again, it's not, I felt it was super creative, but it's not, it's like, it's super in, obvious to mm-hmm. do it. But I just like the way that it was done, and the uh, the turns around that are very fair. And I just like how coming around home plate is making a lap. I just really enjoyed that stage. Yeah, that was I, definitely I, my favorite. I like the giant baseballs as a hazard too. Yes, yes. And for me, it's the fact of what music is playing in the background for the levels. For me, I do like the theme of the baseball diamond and everything. Mm-hmm. It, it does make it a simple race, but. It works, and it's really, really cool. But it's better than that, what was it, the baby cart track? I was thinking of that track specifically, yeah, the little baby cart track on uh, Double Dash. Right. But yeah. which, which returned for Mario Kart 8. But they don't increase oh. the amount of laps like like they did. 
in yeah. that stage. It is still just three laps on the baseball diamond, but it's also not as congested or tight as yeah they make it bigger like right. it's not it would have been funny if it was just the size of a baseball diamond and like <laughs> you like you know they get the green arrow you know the go and the guy at the front is just like on first base already fucking spins out and explodes on the pitcher mound <laughs> i love uh the goemon levels just because it plays you know the music from those game uh, from those games and then also the Dracula levels, because once you get a handle of hitting those shortcuts, they're not too bad. Right. Most of my frustrations in those levels just come from hitting the walls and slowing down so much. That's usually why I'll lose a race. Yeah. Not because like I hit a hazard or you know something. It's usually just because I bump a wall and some guy shoots past me. I've always loved the uh, Bowser Castle courses mm. every time they come around. Too, so yeah. I love why, with Ash a lot. Yeah, that's why the Magma Castle courses in this one felt pretty good. I also liked... Uh, Poppin' Beach, because it's got kind of like cutesy poppin' music style music. And I, I, I love the Koopa Beach courses and any beach course, yeah. really. The beach course in this game was the first course that I realized there was a shortcut. The shortcut on this one is actually kind of obvious. Right. Not, not super obvious, but it, it's not that hard to find. I also really like Cyberfield, which is the um, Metal Gear Solid course, because it's a nod to freaking Metal Gear Solid, the VR mission, which, which I, nobody played, but I it's loved amazing. It. It's yeah. my favorite Metal Gear game. Yeah. No, if you, no stupid convoluted story. Just sneak around, you know, make your way through each level. I dig it. I, I thought it was really yeah. cool. And you're right. Anytime I've brought this up to people who aren't like deeply entrenched into the history of video games, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about, VR missions? I'm like, PlayStation 1, Metal Gear Solid VR missions came out immediately after Metal Gear Solid. You do not remember this? No. No. And I have to show them on Google that I'm not making it up. You just got to be like, you can play as Gray Fox in it. Yeah. Okay. You, you can fight a giant guard. I love those stages. Oh god, yeah. yeah I I rented I rent that I rented that game probably I think back in the day and gave it a try. Another thing with those, what are they called like Cyber Den or something? I can't remember the the Metal Gear Solid racing uh levels, but uh, I love once again really great, you know, Game Boy Advance chiptune rendition mm-hmm. of oh, yeah. the Metal Gear Solid uh you know from PlayStation 1, you know, overture theme whatever it is, right. you know. Great tracks. That's also the game over music. Yeah, great tracks. I mean, so so good. I'm I'm speaking of music tracks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, both, both. Great tracks. Dracula's Castle, very difficult, uh, but I I like it more than, um, or Magma Castle. I like it more than the early Bowser stages on the original Mario Kart. I like the ice stages too, with all the penguins waddling around. Mm -hmm. You know, the snowmen and everything. I always liked a lot of the snow levels in the Mario games, so I really I really enjoyed that one a lot. You know, get a little bit of a slip effect in there too, which was really cool. Yeah, the comparative physics in the different surfaces are really good. You could definitely it feel different every time. In other games it's a little sometimes it's a little different and sometimes it's like, eh, whatever. But (laughs) they they paid attention to it this time with the physics. Yeah. Yeah. I found it's one of those instances where, you know, you can say something is you know, just someone else doing the same thing and it's like, it's bad. This is just Konami's version of Mario Kart and it's great. Like, it's yes. not a, it's not bad that they just took, you know, that structure and made it their own. It My definitely, only thing oh. is, it's very 
Eastern centric with the characters, and I'm right. like, yeah, why, why isn't, why aren't like the Contra guys in here? You know, Schwarzenegger and Rambo or whatever. Why aren't they? In here? <laughs> why can't I be one of those guys in this game? That would be awesome, just to be some like muscly dude in a bandana, you know, amongst all these chibi people. I'm surprised it came out here. I don't remember seeing it on shelves, but I'm sure if you went to like your local retro secondhand game store, you could probably dig through their plastic bin of GBA games and find this. For a steal, I did emulate this. I did appreciate emulating this because playing it on a larger screen, being a a 32-year-old man, uh, (laughs) I can't really go back to that GBA screen, especially now with like, you know, I've been playing my 3DS for the past few years. Even going back to the original DS is a kind of a strain on my eyes. But if you want to play it on original hardware, I'm sure it's out there. I don't think it's super rare. It also had a uh, Wii U Virtual Console re-release. So you can get it that mm-hmm. way and play it on the big screen, which is cool. Yeah. Or um, you can play the mobile version, apparently. And while well, I, the, well, the mobile version is a different game. Yeah, well, I don't, let's oh. not jump ahead to that. I do want to talk awesome. about it, though. I didn't play it, but I... I oh, neither did I. I reading the list of characters is very interesting to me. I, I'm, yes. I'm hoping Chris did play it so you can clue us in a little bit. Or maybe yeah, we should yeah. save it for a future episode of Twisty Rockets. It's potential future episode material. It's not easy to find though, because it's kind of off the market. There's oh. ways to get it. Okay. But um, is it like mole cart? <laughs> Do you remember mole cart? I have both mole carts. Actually. Oh my gosh! Mole carts which aren't bad. Yeah, they, they weren't bad, but they were completely a ripoff of Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Which one was it? Now it was the one for the Wii, I think. Right. Yeah, the stages really were fun. like a direct ripoff. Anyway, again, we might talk about Molecart in a future episode, so I don't want to go too deep into that. Uh, While I agree with Keith that Crazy Racers, Konami Crazy Racers, I think we keep calling it like Crazy Kart or whatever, it's Konami Crazy Racers is definitely just Konami's rehash of Mario Kart. It definitely benefits from the many years that is between those two games because, like Chris mentioned, it does tighten up a lot of things, especially the the physics. And the physics of the kart do play differently than they do in Mario Kart, where Mario Kart definitely is more based on drifting, where I found, yes, I at first I was just drifting around and I wasn't having much success, but braking is something that you rarely do in a Mario Kart game, but you will be doing more in this game, especially if you want to break off into one of the shortcuts to complete the track quickly. That's all I have to say about it. (laughs) Uh, As for availability, you can find the cartridge for like, I think five or six bucks on Amazon. And again, the the Wii U uh, virtual console release was fairly recent. Uh, I think it came out after we originally discussed making this show. Uh, I'm not going to say how long ago that was, but (laughs) Oh, so I shouldn't say when it came out. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Uh, November twenty sixth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, and yeah, we've been talking as about back as I thought. We've been talking about doing this show since I think it's nineteen ninety seven. Yes, because <laughs> Chris is familiar with it. Let's just briefly touch on the sequel to this game, um, because uh, again, looking at the list of characters, I really want to play this. So maybe he can help us figure <laughs> out a way to play this game. It's like the first one, although uh, it's got more of a polygonal style to it so it's you know pseudo 3d and all that right uh, uh some of the characters return dracula's back goemon's back 
uh, Power Pro Kun is back, and Takosuke is back, but they added a bunch of new characters. You got Frogger, you got Sparkster from Rocket Knight, and yes, Sparkster, uh, Pyramid Head, yes, uh, <laughs> Evil Rose, who yes. Thinking is Silent Hill, but I could be wrong. Oh, no, no, she's, she's from, from Rumble. Whoa, whoa, we almost did it together there, Keith. Rumble yeah. Roses. Oh, that rose. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Pentaro, who I believe is a penguin. Are you Penguin Pentaro? Yeah, he might be the one who's in the background of all those uh, snow levels, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he had a little franchise in Japan that we never got a rare. Antarctic uh, Adventure uh, Penguin. Okay, Robbie Adventure. the Rabbit. That's the other Silent from Hill. From Silent Hill, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I remember. And then you got Dewey from Dewey's Adventure, of all things. I didn't know anybody cared about that game. I don't even be. know what that is. Like, <laughs> you're, you're a drop of water, and you're sparkly. I have I have a plush of him for some reason. I was hoping I you'd be a duck. At, uh, He's one of the little... items in this game, I believe. Isn't no. he the star comparison? Oh, no, Dewey didn't have a game when this came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dewey was on the Wii, apparently. Oh, yeah. all right. Because there's, there's like a little sparkly droplet that you get in this game, which I believe is the star, the star man equivalent. Well, there's the the eye drop thing yes. that you use that and it makes you invisible. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's uh, not, yeah that's I'm getting doing. confused. Okay. The, right. the invisible also made you invincible because you couldn't hit anything. But mm-hmm. okay, it sounds about right. Mm. It's been a little while since I was actually handled on with this, but and I was kind of drunk. But <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I would love to find a way to play this. It was all on iOS and Android, so there's got to be a way out there somewhere. I know it's off the Android market. Is this uh, one of the I, things that Konami like stabbed in the gut and left bleeding in the gutter? I think that this was before they started, you know, just throwing things in the trash like a bunch of chumps. But there are ways to play any of them, which is interesting. We keep calling this the one we played on GBA Crazy Kart. The sequel is called Crazy Kart Racing. Yeah, Konami Crazy Racers is the game we're discussing. Yes, and uh, yeah, don't feel I, I, you know, as uh, as people used to say, tune in your magical antenna, right, and and, and play this game because really, fuck Konami. <laughs> as good a reason as any. I think people who are you know, if you like Mario Kart, you're gonna like this game because it's pretty much that. Yes, but it is fantastic and fun, mm-hmm. and it's a great single-player experience because, once again, unless you have a GBA and a connection cord, I don't think you're going to find anyone to play this game with. Right. It would be great to see it as a release on the Virtual Console on the 3DS, but they've given up on that pretty much, and don't put anything out on the Virtual Console on there anymore. Right. They'll go like a month without putting anything out, so a lot of missed opportunities there, Nintendo. I'm sure the NX is just going to be a smash. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not, I don't even want to listen to rumors on that right now. I, I, uh, no. I I mean, I, I, I'm going to get one, but I'm uh, like the rumor mill has been going for half a year already. I'm just like, shut up. We'll find out soon enough. They're jumping the shark and the gun with this. <laughs> we'll see. Whatever. Play this game. Play, yeah, definitely play it. You can play it on a DS. You can play it on GBA. You I give it, it three burnouts. <laughs> Do we want to get out of a rating on this show? I give it 12 twisty rockets. <laughs> I give it like seven skids out of... <laughs> we should. We should have some sort of weird rating system because we don't do that on any other show. Yeah, we should give it something. Or... I'd give it a high five. A high five? Well, what about racing with the flags? Like, there's a checkered flag, there's a get-off-the-track flag. 
Sorry, I'm from New York. I don't watch NASCAR. Green is go, and pit lane open. Yellow is caution. Oh, okay. White is final lap. Black is return to pits. I mean, we could just go with, like, red, yellow, and green and just be like, we give this one a green light. Yeah, well, I I, I like uh, green flag for try it, Mm -hmm. checkered flag for finish it. Mm, Okay. And maybe black flag for don't even bother. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Do they have a black flag in racing? Is that when like a guy? Yeah, just that's, that's return. It's, it's re- <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, it's for when Henry Rollins is drinking and driving with you in the car. <laughs> I'd watch NASCAR if that was a thing. So, Chris, <laughs> why don't you explain the uh, rating system? For Twisty Rockets. We're going to keep this simple because numbers are stupid and colors are cool. Uh, <laughs> and everybody knows what... We spent five hours hashing this out, everybody. Yes. Yep. A lot of wait, board wait. meetings, a <laughs> lot of late nights. One day we may publish the notes. You got three choices here. Checker flag means play this game, finish it, it's awesome. Try it out, race all the things, it's good, it's good, it's good, do it, you'll love it. You got your yellow flag, which is proceed with caution. For whatever reason, you know, it might not be the best flavor of racer for you it might be a little boring mm. we, we, we can justify this when we throw that out there and you got the black flag which is don't even bother because <laughs> it's a mess or it's dumb or whatever it just sucks i will give this game a konami crazy racers a checkered flag i have to agree keith has the twisty rockets <laughs> oh man so uh Follow me on Twitter at ObeyCube. That's O-B-E-Y-K-U-B-E. You can also go to ObeyCube, spelt the same way, dot com. You can follow me on Twitter at RoboDuke. From there, you can find uh, my YouTube channel, my Twitch, and also the simplest way is go on Google, type in RoboDuke, and there I'll be. As for me, uh, you can check out Negabun.com, YouTube.com slash Negabun, Twitch.tv slash Negabun, where actually I play these racing games every week, but I do a thing called drinking and driving, where every first place is a drink. Every place after first place is more of a drink. You can play along (laughs) if you like. Don't do it with shots, because you will die. (laughs) Then WeTalkGames.com, where you probably found us in the first place. But anyway, yeah, you should listen to that, too. We play arcade games every week. Uh, We play a lot of things. Yeah. Mostly good. Oh, and, and Twisty Rockets has its own Twitter account, too, at Twisty Rockets. Yes, follow that. Uh, yell at us there. Uh, <laughs> suggest games, even though I probably have them on the to-do list, because it's kind of long. Yeah. We're talking three digits. <laughs> A lot of games out there, guys. I see you like racing games. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Psychomantis needs to be in a racing game. <laughs> That yeah, would be not, the best. I see you like tight turns. <laughs> I see you're in last place. Oh, that would be perfect. Where's Keith and John? <laughs> Feel free to interrupt at any time, Stinky. What the hell's going on? Well, we're doing something new. We're, we're trying something out. This is a special presentation for Independence Day, July 4th. Oh, it's a great idea. Show's over. Uh, okay. We'll talk to you again sometime soon. <laughs>